into where we're going uh, for the rest of the scene. A couple of scriptures I want to read, and then we will dive into where we're going uh, for the rest of the night. Uh, the Bible declares, uh, the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. Now, of course, this is a very familiar passage of scripture uh, for this house. 14 says, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Now that's somebody shout, that's noble. That's noble. He's a man of God. He's anointed by God, and he's doing all that he knows how to do to serve God and to be a blessing to the people of God. So he goes on, verse number 16, whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing, somebody said it's not good. Now that's interesting because the man of God just explained, hey, hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to live for God. I'm trying to serve God before the people day and night giving his legislation, giving his laws, helping them out. But you telling me this is not good? He goes on to verse number 19, uh, 18, and he says, You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it. Somebody shout alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select, somebody shout, capable people. That's, that's key. He says, but select capable men from all the people. Hmm. Men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load, somebody shout, lighter. It's good because they will share it with you. 23 and we'll move. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Let's, let's do this just for a second. Uh, somebody shout, we've come a long way. We've come a, yeah, man, yeah, man. So um, I believe we're going into year number 13 of ministry. Um, we actually purchased this. How about this? Oh, my goodness. So we, we purchased this building on my birthday um, 12 years ago. And uh, we were so excited. And many of you guys remember, those who were with us, uh, it was nothing in there. The walls were all white. It was bare, no carpet, anything. And um, we left, we actually left, what, the, the, the Teen Extreme Center, okay? And before then, where were we at? We were at the apartment, the rec room of the apartment complex. Some of y'all remember that. We had 25 chairs. 25 chairs. An apostle, when all 25 chairs were full, were full, I called my friend. I said, man, God, pack the building out. He packed it out. All 25 chairs was full. And I went line. He packed it out. And uh, again, some of you guys know the story. I got a call. Um, I got a call Saturday night. Saturday night. 
while we're at the apartment complex. And the guy told me, y'all making too much noise. Y'all can't have church tomorrow. <laughs> I said, what? Man, you could, I said, you can't give me two days. You can't give me three days. He says, Reb, I can't give you nothing. You can't have church tomorrow. So what did I do? Nothing. I just showed up. And um, after service that Sunday, um, I told the people of God that I feel that the Lord is shifting us. <laughs> I feel a shift in my spirit. I don't know where he's shifting us to, but I just, I don't believe the Lord wants us to be here anymore. And uh, uh, our good friend, um, Brad, opened up a, a door for us at the Teen Extreme Center. And um, at that time, it was such a blessing, man. We were averaging about 30 people. 30 people were coming. Um and that, that was real good. And I, I'll never forget, man. And y'all, excuse me, I'm just going down memory lane. It better be all right. Never forget, and, and for those who've been at Teen, Teen Extreme Center, there is no wall color the same. So you got purple over here, yellow over here, green over here, black over here, and you got different carpets and tiles all over the place. But nevertheless, uh, we were averaging about 30 people. And I'll never forget... Um, before, before we even bumped up to that number, uh, it, was, it was just me, my family, Deacon Jernigan, um, his mother was coming at that time, and then it was just a couple of others. And I'll never forget, I told Deacon, I said, Deacon, I want you to stand at the door and welcome the visitors as they come in. And Deacon gave me just the strangest ghetto look like, are you serious? <laughs> Because the reality is, wasn't nobody, was co wasn't nobody coming. When my family, I think we were having service at 10 o'clock then. When my family came, when you and your mama came, it was a couple of others. That was it. And so for the first three weeks, he stood there faithfully. Stood there. By the time the fifth, sixth week, he grabbed him a chair and sat at the door. And I will never forget this because it, it boosts my faith and it show boosts, boosted his faith. Because, again, it, it's a, it was a very, very dark place. So I'll never forget in the middle of me teaching, the door cracked and light just shot through the building. It was a visitor. So what, what, did, what did Deacon Jernigan do? Welcome. <coughs> Let me <laughs> glad that <laughs> such a beautiful thing. And man, we had such crazy faith, and it, it was it was such a blessing, man, because this is what I told God. I told God that I did not want to rent. I said, God, I want my own. And um, so open up an opportunity for us to purchase this building here again on my birthday 12 years ago. And uh it, it was it was interesting because we we're a church with no money. 30 solid members. Zero dollars in the bank. None. But this man of God showed us favor, and he said, if you can just come up with 100 members on roll, we'll give you the loan. So we gave honorary membership to everybody who ever visited. <laughs> if you was pregnant, that's two members right there. You understand? <laughs> You think you finna die, the devil is alive, you still on the roll. <laughs> and, and God, he, he showed us incredible favor, and the bank gave us the money, and um, we were able to make that purchase. And um, Chad, I was, I was actually going back, and I was looking at, um, uh, trying to pull up my old text messages from you. 
um, we, we were averaging about 75 to 80 people on a Sunday morning in that building. And that's, that's everybody, because since maybe five, six years ago, maybe a little bit longer, since you've been here. When did you get here, Chad? 2008? Seven years? Okay. Maybe the past six years, we've been... I, I, I like to know what the total number of people are like on what days so we can make plans if we need to make plans. I like to know how many people actually don't show up when it rains. And it's actually about 20% of the people, if it rains, they're not coming. Um, I found out the hard way that um, there's some saints that love Jesus, but they love Mardi Gras too. <laughs> And uh, whenever the past parade is going on, they're not coming. <laughs> okay, what you you can announce the series, you can tell them the rapture coming. <laughs> they're not showing up. Uh, but nevertheless, um, we continue to grow. And um, I pose this question. Hear, hear me, hear me. So we are 60 then. Um, we're averaging now um, about 250 people between between two and 250 on a Sunday morning. So I posed the question um, about a year ago, and I've just been kicking the question around, kicking the question around, and I asked the question, how big are we supposed to be? How big are we supposed to be? Um, I'm, I don't think that that's a bad question. Um, where are we supposed to be at? Um, if we're a church of 200, I think we're doing pretty good, but I think, we're, I think God wants to do more think he wants to do more. Um, the reality is, the reality is, as long as there are folk going to hell, we need to be reaching. Come on. We should never be satisfied. So, Mother, um, about a month ago, this number rested in my spirit, 2,000. 2,000. That rested in my spirit. Now, now, hear what this number represents. Hear what 2,000 represents. It means 2,000 people that ain't going to hell. Hear what this number represents, 2,000. 2,000 means 2,000 people that we are responsible, not only, watch this, for ministering the gospel to, but let me say it like this. Not only are we responsible of ministering the gospel so that they don't go to hell, but we're also responsible for teaching and training them so that they can give the devil hell on earth. <laughs> come on, come on. And, and this is what God does. This is what God does. God, I, God you're so wonderful. This is what God does. He never, he never, you know the scripture, he won't put more on you than you're able to bear. How many know that that's blessings as well? <laughs> we usually think of it as burdens, Lord, you won't put no more on me. No, he won't, but watch this, it's blessings as well. If you can't carry it, I'm not giving you a blessing either that you can't carry. So, so. What God has been ministering to me, and this is what my mentors have been telling me for years, and I'm just now listening. God, he keeps telling me this. Jeff, he says, the key to church growth is not good preaching. Because if we want good preaching, they can go online, and they can find somebody that can preach better than you. <laughs> Come on. They can, they, can Google, they can Google good teacher, and they'll find somebody else. So the, the goal of the church growth is, is not just creating better sermons and, and I'm, I'm not against that you should 
I should continue to sharpen myself. Those teachers in here, you should continue to perfect yourself, sharpen your craft if, that, if that's what God has called you to do. But, but the key to, to church growth is not just good preaching, it's infrastructure. In order for a building to be built high, foundation has to be strong. And, and if, the strong, if the foundation can only handle a two-story building, that's all God's going to put on it. But if the foundation can handle a skyscraper, God will gladly put a skyscraper. Are y'all with me? Okay. So that's what these changes are all about. It's about creating infrastructure where we can offer pastoral care to more people beyond my reach. <laughs> I'm going to use y'all. Y'all so wonderful. Can I just have your hand, ma'am? Yeah. He reached my hand, too. You could do You could participate. Give me the hand right there. Give me your other hand. All right, now. I can reach these people. So wonderful. What's your all's name again? Jesse and Sarah Wilson. This is my uncle and aunt, too, y'all. <laughs> yeah. You got $5 I can borrow? No, 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 no. <laughs> so watch this. Watch this. So I can, I can reach them. I can reach them. Do me a favor. Just reach right behind you ma'am look look at that so just reach back just behind look look at that look at that i can't physically reach her jesus but the people i touch can touch <laughs> so the people i touch pop i asked i asked the question and <laughs> it's like when i asked the question i got convicted because I've never, I've never asked this question before. Because tonight was a different message. It was a different message. I, I, I didn't want to exegete a text. I didn't want to, I just wanted to kind of share my heart and, and give people hope and direction as far as the direction that the church is going. So, Apostle, I asked God a question that I've never asked before, sadly. I said, Jesus, if you was teaching tonight, what would you teach? That, that was actually pretty deep. I've never asked that before. I think... After tonight, I'm going to ask that more often. <laughs> so I can really say when, you know, when y'all cutting, you're like, Pastor, I think he was picking on me. Well, you better talk to Jesus because he told me if he was talking to you, that's what he would have. That's the question I never asked. I said, Jesus, I said, just sitting out in the, in, in the parking lot, I was, I was running some errands, and, and he gave this thought to me. I said, Jesus, if you was teaching tonight, what would you teach? And Pop. I was blown away because he spoke just like that, that fast. He said, I would teach them that I want to give them bread so that they can give bread. I, I share with them that my heart is to give them bread so that they can go get, give bread. And, and, and conviction again came not just because of the question I asked, but the model that Jesus has been teaching the church for generations that leaders like myself sometimes has forsook because I wanted to be the one just giving bread. If you want bread, come to me. <laughs> but the reality is, it's not my job to just give out bread. It's to, it's to, I'm, I'm going to go to the text in, the, in a moment. I'm going to go to the text in a moment. Matter of fact, I'm going to close with that text. 
here's my true responsibility. Select capable men from all the people. Just, just, this men and women, select them. And this is, this is what I want you to do. See if they fear God, if they're trustworthy, they hate dishonest gain, appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, tens. Find capable individuals and make them leaders over small groups. Give them bread and then charge them to give their group bread. So, so th- this is where we're going. Small group is just one of the cap- capacities that we're going to implement this model. Just one of the one of the one of the ministries that we're implementing this model of me pouring into somebody that pours into others. Jesus, because the reality is, okay, it was it was too funny. Well, it really wasn't funny. It was just a just an average day in the shoes of a pastor. You pick up the phone, or no, because somebody called you, or they text you. So so is in the hospital right now, and they're hysterical. <laughs> so you kind of drop what you do and you go and then you get finished and then you get another text you get another phone call now watch this at a church of 30 that was easy I just tell all 30 members don't go nowhere <coughs> don't get nobody get sick today <laughs> but if we're going to reach that mark it's going to wear me out it's going so so this, this is what I saw, and I'm. This is what I saw in the text, and it really blessed me. He says, "Select these capable men. Select the capable men, and this is what's going to happen. If you do this, and God so commands you, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied." You got three people that are blessed within this text. Number one, you have Moses who is blessed for two reasons. Number one. Because he sees a vision that God has given him to bless people being carried out. Although he's not the direct person doing it, it's being carried out. Number two, he's not killing himself doing it. So he's a, he's a blessed man. Number two, the multitude are blessed because they're getting their needs satisfied. And as long as, watch this, Jesus as long as you caught up in the message and not the messenger, you'll always be satisfied. So the people are blessed. And then number three, you know who else is blessed? Not only Moses, not only the people, but the capable men. You know why they're blessed? Is because maybe for the first time in their lifetime, a leader stepped out of the way and gave them an opportunity to fulfill their God-given role. Maybe I'm not a Moses that can speak to the multitudes, but I can handle 50. Maybe I can't speak to the entire nation, but if you give me 100, I can manage 100. I can encourage 100. I can minister to 100. You got three. So, so I'm, I'm telling you guys, and here's the challenge. So as we grow, we're, we're implementing, we're starting next, next, when's, when's the first, next Tuesday. Thank you, Wednesday. We're starting next Wednesday with the first group. Uh, we have one. We have we have a ladies and a guys group Wednesday. Ladies, two ladies groups Thursdays. One guy group Thursday. And teens. I was getting to them. Teens Thursday. 
And then we have a Sunday morning group, men and women, Sunday morning group. And then we have a women's Sunday evening group. And the church said amen. Amen. So not only will the people be blessed, not only me as a pastor will be blessed because I'm seeing the will of God being accomplished. Those who take up leadership role and responsibility, their lives will be blessed as well because they're entering into a level of service where they will be fulfilled, accomplishing what God has already anointed them to do. Can somebody say amen to that? So as we continue to grow, um, I'm looking for more leaders to step up. I'm looking for more leaders to step up, to step in. Um, and, and small group is just one of the capacities of leadership. This this church, we have so many areas of service that are, are not, they're not being maximized because we haven't had enough people to actually step up, step up and step into the role of, of leadership position. And so what I'm going to give you guys, and this is as we're moving forward, for those who are starting small groups, many of these thoughts I've already shared with them, but I want to share with the rest of you guys who God is saying to you, I could see you leading a small group next semester. I, I could see you stepping up in some other leadership capacity in the church. This is what my expectation is. I have two things I want to throw at you. Um, the first is just my idea of what I would look for in a leader. And then the second one is actually the leadership honor code of this church. For sure, all of my board members have to abide by, board members and staff members, I expect them to abide by this honor code. So let's, let's look at my, my thought of leadership. Somebody shout faith. 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 So this is an acronym. This is what I'm looking for in leadership. I'm looking for an individual that's faithful. Now, two things. Faithful to God and then faithful to the vision of the house. Faithful to God but also faithful to the vision of the house. And, and these are two extremes that are unhealthy when, when you're only an extreme in one area. I've had people that are faithful to me and faithful to the house, but they live in raggedy, doggish lives. They ain't committed to God. And then I have people that are committed to God, but they don't really have a heart for the house and the vision of the house. My good friend Apostle here, I know he's committed to God, but he ain't necessarily committed to the vision of this house. I mean, he, w would he support me? Would he encourage me? Absolutely. But he ain't going to go out of his way and show up here every Sunday. Amen. He said that confidently. I, ain't, I got my own thing. <laughs> you understand? So <laughs> I understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's faithful to, to God, and he's faithful to his house and what God has placed in his hands. But I can't expect him to be faithful to the vision here. For those that are stepping up in leadership position, I need both. I need a faithfulness to God, number one. Number two, I need you to actually be committed to the vision that God has given us here in this house. Number two, um, A, I, I desire, I want you to be available. Because there are some people that don't mind helping, they just ain't got time. They got a big old heart, but no time. Pastor, I do it. And I wind up mad at you because you really want to do it, but you know you ain't got time to do it. Faithful, available. Number three, initiative. The individual, I don't have to, they don't have to wait on me. But they see stuff wrong already. And they, bef matter of fact, they don't even bring me problems. They bring me solutions. Pastor, this is what I see is wrong. 
And this is how I see we can, we can fix it. Faithful. Somebody shout faithful. Somebody shout available. Somebody shout initiative. Number four, teachable. Now, this is key because you can, ha- you can be faithful. You can be available, demonstrate initiative. But if you're not teachable, you're going to wreck everything. What is teachable? It means you don't get offended when I correct you in a particular area. Because if we walk together, if I'm, if I'm a spiritual covering, if I'm a spiritual leader, God going to show me something in your life that needs to be corrected, altered, adjusted, or whatever. And if you expect me to just love on you, because I mean, somebody shout grace and truth. They coexist at the same time. Truth points the finger and says, no, that's not, that's not right. Grace says, I'm not going to kill you because of what I see. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And sometimes we lean too heavy in one direction or the other where we're so graceful we don't really speak the truth. And so we don't help people. And we just pacify them and we tell them Jesus loves you. But yes, he loves you. But watch this. He loves you like you are, but he don't want to leave you like you are. I'm getting into Sunday's message. I'm excited about my new series called Healthy Habits. How to develop healthy habits. Jesus loves you like you are, but he don't want to leave you like that. Because I'm about to thank God for that. Teachable, finally healthy. This is critical. This, I, I need you. This is the question, and I was sharing this with, um, I was sharing this uh, just a couple of days ago with, with one of the brothers that every season I go into, and like, I'm go- like this is a new season of ministry for a lot of reasons, not, not just because of this transition. If, if, I, if I wasn't in a healthy place, and revelation is not the determining factor of health because I can always pray and get a word from God. I mean, he, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. This is my gift set. So it's nothing for me to put a message together, pray and get a message. But just because I can get a message doesn't mean that I'm in a healthy place to actually deliver that message. So what I have to check in my own heart, not only am I in the getting revelation and I'm walking in my gift, are you actually in a healthy sound place to minister to the people of God? Or are you in a place where instead of speaking to the rock, you're going to get mad at the folk and strike the rock? Jesus, and I've been a rock striker before. Y'all with me? This is what I'm looking for in leadership. I want you to be faithful, available, take initiative, be teachable, and finally, here, here's here's real simple. Here's real real simple. And my, and my wife knows this. When I'm not in a healthy place, I don't preach that Sunday. I sit down. Usually, if 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 I'm kind of off, I can take a Sunday off and I could be okay the next Sunday. Usually, it's be, it's been that way for a while. But if I need to take an extent, you do know pastors are committing suicide around here now. They're blowing their brains out. And I'm not going to allow the weight of ministry to wreck my family. And they wind up missing. Because okay, y'all, watch this. Y'all just get a new pastor. Where Greg going to get a new daddy from? Because Lady McGee can't find nobody better than I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> 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 
God broke the mold. Bam, that's it. Come on. So what I'm getting ready to share with you now, this is the EMCC Leadership Honor Code. This is the code that's required. Many of you guys have never seen this um, because I've reserved it primarily for staff leaders and board members. They, they, this is a must to follow. I'm extending it now to the rest of the congregation because I am serious, serious about uh, this idea of sharing pastoral responsibilities, sharing my influence. So if you're going to represent me, you need to carry yourself like me. Are y'all with me? So I'm just going to read this. And um, again, for those who are actually stepping up in leadership, you'll be required to sign and commit to it. Um, it simply says, as an essential part of Empowerment Ministries leadership family, you have a responsibility to develop, exhibit, mature Christian behavior. This should be the basic premise of your desire to participate in a servant leader position here at EMCC. While serving the body of Christ as a servant leader at em Empowerment Ministries, you pledge to present a good appearance at all times in both attire and behavior. You should strive to demonstrate biblical standards in all situations. As Christians, the way we present ourselves to others is a vital is a vital importance to the way others perceive Christ. Our conduct should never be an embarrassment to Christ, but should exemplify the best qualities of a mature believer and servant leader. <laughs> it was too funny. Um, and for those who don't know, you just know. For those who don't know, don't ask. But we had um, some folk fighting on Facebook. I'm talking about fighting on Facebook with an I Love EMCC t-shirt on. <laughs> I mean, they were going. <laughs> don't ask who it was. Watch this. Ain't that Pastor McGee's church? <laughs> they ain't members no more. They just, <laughs> they just still wear that T-shirt. <laughs> Actually, they were members. Pray for us. Exemplifying the highest moral commitment, Empowerment Ministries leaders are to, watch this, to maintain a disciplined life of Bible reading, prayer, fasting. You must also refrain from such things as, and I'm getting ready to show you this list. Now, watch this. Everything that's on this list is not necessarily a heaven or hell issue, but it is a Christian witness thing. Are y'all with me? There's certain things that you do. This ain't about, okay, you doing that, you're not going, you know, you're going, it ain't about heaven or hell. It's about my life is supposed to, is supposed to exemplify him and who I am and what I do. Now, there's one thing you just want to come in, you, and I have several people, I have many people like this that just want to come in, and I just get the word, I like the encouragement, everything, everything, I ain't trying to be a leader, I'm, I'm going to come in late because I want to hear the word, and I'm going to leave early because I don't want to deal with nobody. And, th and they do their lives, and when you check them on Facebook, you're like, Jesus, you need the whole service. <laughs> you need praise and worship, you need the whole service. Okay, that's one thing, but there's a whole other thing when you step up and you say, Pastor, I want to be a leader in this ministry. Because this is what I'm doing. You say you want to be a leader in this ministry. This is what I. This is what I do. This is what I do. When you say 
you want to be a leader in this ministry, I take off some of my authority and I give it to you. Since you got some of my authority, that means that you need to act like I would act with my authority. So these are the things that I'm requiring, and I prayed about this, and this is the model uh, from one of my distant mentors. Exemplify the highest moral commitment empowerment ministries leaders are to maintain a disciplined life of Bible reading, prayer, and fasting. You must refrain from such things as profanity, smoking or chewing tobacco, gambling, indulging in much wine or other alcoholic beverages, dishonest gain, illicit drugs, pornography, sexual immorality, sexual activity outside of marriage, all behaviors which might cause Christ to grieve and others to stumble. Well, Pastor, ain't nothing really wrong with this. I, God, God hadn't convicted me. Well, okay, he hadn't convicted you. That's okay. But that could be a stumbling block from somebody else coming to Jesus. And until you can align your life with this, you might not need to be a leader. By providing an example in speech and action, we encourage others to grow in Christ and become servant leaders themselves. This is a way of life measured by the heart and commitment of each leader in the Empowerment Ministries family. We should regard it as an essential part of our development, not as an imposition or restriction. Now, let me throw this out there. Um, I know there are several of you guys that you've, you've confessed some things to me and you, you struggle with one of the things on this particular list. As a pastor, you're already in position. I want to give you grace to get in God's face so that he can help you out of that. And I want to provide myself as a catalyst for God to use me to help you, whatever your issue is here. I think that's fair. I want, I want to give you grace. But when I see that grace is being abused and you actually like and you really don't have any intentions of changing your patterns, it's going to be time for you to step down. Because after a while, now it becomes, <laughs> now it becomes in this house, we just let anything go. And that's, no, that's, that's not what we do. That's, that's not what we not what we do there's there's a Jesus help help me and and I want to I want to say this ain't careful I just want to say it lady walks in here and I've I've shared this with my staff before uh, especially the ushers mini skirt right here this is my thought and because I choose to think this way Thank God she came to church. She can't. Here's my, maybe that's all she had, so I'm not going to judge her. Thank you for, for being in, in ministry. All I want to do is get Jesus to her. We'll let Jesus and the Holy Spirit, through ministry, talk to her about her miniskirt. But right now, you need to confess your sins and come out of darkness. And as believers, sometimes we mix sanctification and salvation, and they're two separate works. You need to clean yourself up and then get before you give your life to Christ. No, give your life and then he'll help you with the cleaning. Are y'all with me? So what I'm saying is for that lady that comes into the house of God, I ain't judging you, I ain't put my mouth on you, I ain't doing nothing. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're here. I'm telling you right now, during fellowship, 
I hug so much weed, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be high up here preaching. I just embrace it, and I don't care who it is. Ah, God bless you. Thank you for being here, sir. <laughs> I'm serious. I ain't saying nothing to his weed, about his weed. I'm glad you're here, man. I want you to meet Jesus. But watch this. After a while, it's going to prick a hunger in his heart. It's going to prick a hunger in our heart. Now the discipleship process happens because watch this. The fish wants to be in the boat. And now that you want to be in the boat, baby, let's help clean you. But some of us in the water trying to catch, trying to clean fish that we ain't even caught yet. Sanctification is a real message. I'm not against that at all. But don't confuse the two. Let's get a hook in their mouth first. Let's get them hungry for Jesus. After they get hungry for Jesus, now they're actually, watch this, now they're actually open for changes. Other than that, now we, we just finna run them off. I got many stories, but I'm, I'm going to hold it. Anybody get anything? It's blessing me. Man, what's our number, y'all? Sweetheart, that's what God spoke to my spirit a couple of, couple of weeks, actually a couple of months ago. I hadn't shared it at all. But that's a number for us. How are we going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Where are we going? What Jamie at? Jamie get it? Jamie, she watching live? We going to four services? <laughs> 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 She'll be like, no. You know what? I'm going to leave the details up to Jesus. We just go focus on reaching people. Can you say amen to that? Now, watch this. I want to share this last story, and then I'm going to get out of the way, and um, um, I'll, I'll open up for some questions for, for those of you guys who um, have questions about uh, what's going to happen for the next couple of weeks. But I asked Jesus again. I said, Jesus, if you was teaching, <laughs> if you was teaching, what would you? He said, I would share with them that I want to give them bread so they can give others bread. So, of course, I go to the text of what he's talking about, Luke 9.10, the Bible declares when the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it. Somebody shout the crowds. The crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed, he welcomed the crowd and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Now watch this. Hmm. Late in the afternoon, the 12 came to him and said, send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place. He replied, you give them something to eat. Now watch this, watch this. When you look at verses number 11, but the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and he what, y'all? What did he do? He spoke. So, because we know the text, he spoke, and Pop, we could do this. I, myself, or one of the minister, minister staff leaders on a Sunday morning, we can speak to the 5,000, because that's what he did. He spoke, but it came other needs in their lives where projecting to the multitude is not going to be sufficient. <laughs> For other needs, I'm going to have to break them down, empower my leaders to meet 
the needs of the multitude in smaller groups. Late in the afternoon, the 12 came to him and said, send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. He replied, you give them something to eat. They answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. Jesus. Somebody shout, God's getting ready to multiply our bread. Jesus. Jesus. I love it. I love it. I love it. About 5,000 men were there, but he said to his disciples, have them sit down, watch this, in groups, smaller groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down, taking the five loaves and two fish, looking up to heaven. He gave thanks, and he, he broke the bread. Then he gave them to his disciples. And what did the disciples do? They distributed the bread to the smaller groups that they were responsible for. They all, Jesus, everybody was satisfied. Not only the Moses, not only the people that ate, but the leaders that were empowered now have a greater sense of self-esteem and purpose because I'm being used to, to be fulfilled in what God has called me to do. They all, somebody shout, everybody ate. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12. Look at that. It was leftover bread, y'all. Jesus. Look, look at it spiritually. <laughs> he gave them so much word, they didn't have enough people to give it to. <laughs> Sister Angela, that's what he's getting ready to do for us. I love it because usually nine times out of ten, I got more message than I got time. <laughs> That's the reality. And I've been trying to do a better job on Sunday mornings because there was a time years ago, somebody shot years ago, I would preach for two hours. <laughs> I got a witness right here. I would preach for two hours. Look at Sister Kathy like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't a member then. <laughs> So now I'm around, what I'm around, y'all? She said, an hour? Chat, 45 minutes. She said, an hour and a half. Who say 45 minutes? Raise your hand, 45 minutes. I ain't asking her. Deke, help me out, help me out. Thank you, thank you. You can't count pregame, postgame. You can't call my announcement. You can't count uh, my altar call and all that. Watch this. W watch this. Hey, 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 hey. The altar call is on Jesus, not me. You understand? <laughs> More word than I have time. But it's okay. God's going to do it just like that. Isn't it going to be? Uh, what, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. God sits somebody in front of you and he ministers. You minister to them. And, and you have to, watch this, you have to turn off the faucet. Not because you ain't got no more water. They full. <laughs> Somebody shout, God getting ready to do it just like that. This is the model. I'm pouring into the people. I'm finding capable men and women 
that are faithful, available, demonstrate initiative, teachable, healthy. I, I, I got I to gotta brag on uh, Brother Jeff and, and uh, Minister, Minister Edwards. <laughs> well, Brother Jeff, I love him. Phenomenal teacher. Man, he was preaching and teaching before he, ever, before he got here and doing a great job. I love the fact that he's still humble enough before he ministers. He's sending me his message and let me review it. And if I need to add something, I'll add something. If I need to critique, critique something, I'll critique something. Usually nine times out of ten, I look at it and I say, go. But I love the fact that this guy, physically age-wise, he's my senior. But yet he's humbles himself to say, you my pastor. And if you want to see my message before I give it to the people alone, now that's teachable. He ain't kissing no butt. He ain't let me walk over him. No, he understands protocol. He understands order. He's a teachable man of God, and I respect him. And I, can we give it up for him? Can we give it up? So this year before the year is out, uh, we're going to officially license him as well as Minister Yafrika Edwards as ministers of EMCC. And Minister Weems, you got to get our license too, praise the Lord. And Minister Terry Weems, can we bless the Lord? Yeah. So I'm going to call your daddy and I'm going to say he really official now. <laughs> I love it. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 baskets. Somebody give me a microphone and broke pieces that were left over. So this is what it's going to look like um, uh, starting next uh, Wednesday again, right? If, if, you haven't, if you haven't signed up in a small group, I need you to see. Lady McGee, wave your hand. That's my girl. Woo. Please see Lady McGee. Please see Lady McGee. Um, if you have not signed up, I want to make sure that everybody is in the group, man. Everybody is in the group. So this, this is, I mean, I, I gave you the game plan for, for those who desire to be leaders, but this is for everybody else. Participate in the vision. Participate in the vision. This is just what we're doing. So be a part of what God is doing in the house that you are assigned to. Can somebody say amen to that? Come on and give God a hand clap of praise all over this building. Amen. Amen. Before we go, Apostle, can you come? I just want you to just pray. Just pray over us, man. You knew I was going to do that. I don't know why you was tripping. <laughs> I just want you to just, just bless it, man. You hear what God has taken us and what he's doing, man. Just, just speak blessings over us, sir, if you don't mind. Absolutely. You can. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless you in this place. And we honor you in this place. God, we thank you. We thank you for all that you're doing and have done. It's getting ready to do. It's not by power, God. It's not by might, but by your spirit. So tonight, God, we just thank you for uh, Pastor McGee. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for this, his eldership leadership. He, we thank you, God, for the spirit that he has to see his leaders being empowered to do more than just come and sit. 
but he wants to impart unto them. As Jesus said in John 17, he said unto them, Father, I've given unto them everything you have given unto me. In other words, Jesus said, I have poured everything that the Father gave me, I gave it to them, and he empowered them. So I'm leaving, but I want to leave something with you. And that's what Pastor McGee is doing. He wants to leave something with you that you may be able to go farther than he has gone even in his life. So, Father, we bless you and we honor you. We thank you for all that you have done. And, God, I bless you tonight for this ministry. And I feel the power of the Holy Ghost as it moves through this building, as it moves through this people, that as he pulls his oil out, God, the oil goes into the pew. And the people in the pew are more empowered on certain days than he is because he has given his life unto them. So, Father, I pray even on tonight that as they learn the reciprocal part of ministry, as he pour out into them, that they will pour out into others. So, Father, tonight we bless you. We honor you. We salute you. We thank you. And I hear the Lord saying tonight, as you move into this new dimension in God, I hear the Lord saying tonight that he's getting ready to catapult you. But it will take people that has a hunger and a thirst for the ministry and the things of God. For the kingdom of God is advanced through people. And tonight, God, we release that anointing that the people of God will advance because of the teaching from the man of God. So tonight, God, as you move in this place, as you move through the hearts of this people, we pray a download. We pray even on tonight, God, as I see in the spirit that this house shall go unto the 2,000 mold. But it will not go just because of the teaching of the word. But as he said, it will, be, it will go because of the giving out of the bread. And Father, you said tonight that if you get, as Jesus said, he said he broke the bread, he blessed it, and he gave it unto them. And then they ate. But God, tonight as the people eat, I pray, Father, that they will just not eat and sit. But they will move out in the things of God. So I hear the Lord saying tonight, get ready for supernatural increase. Get ready for the north, south, east, and the west. Get ready for the multitude to come that won't smell like you, won't look like you, won't talk like you, but they will need God like you. So tonight, God, we thank you, and I prophesy into this house, says the Spirit of the living God, get ready for the spirit of jealousy is broken. The spirit of comparisonitis is broken. The spirit, oh God, to compare yourselves with others is broken. For the Lord says tonight, I will send people in that's more hungrier than you. I will send people in with a greater desire than you, more anointed than you. So as you prepare for those to come, get yourself in order. Get yourself together, says the spirit of the living God. Open your ears to hear and open your eyes to see what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto you. And I hear by the Spirit tonight that this place will not be big enough. Four services will not be big enough. God is going to have to do it, oh God, in night, on Saturday night church. Saturday night church will open up in this ministry. And that will be a Saturday evening church. And it will be just as packed as it is on Sunday. For the Lord says, I'm getting ready to do something supernatural. And the word of the Lord gave to me today was incredible. I'm getting ready to do incredible things. In the month of September will be incredible. The pregnancies, God says in Isaiah 66, he says, listen, have you ever heard of such a thing? Me to bring you to pregnancy and not give you the baby? God says he's getting ready to bring some babies out in this ministry. So don't be jealous, anybody. 
don't, don't go through and say, Pastor McGee like them more than they like me. That will not be so because I know his heart. Do I talk to him every day? No. Do I see him every day? No. But I met him some seven to ten years ago, and he looks like he's been the same every since. So receive tonight, for the Lord is doing a great work. And not only that, he's going to leave a legacy in this region. The praise and worship will go to another level, said the Spirit of the Lord. Then the tops of God will be released in this house. There will be songs that will be sang, not sung before in the earth realm. These will be the songs that they will hear the Lord say. I pray for the minstrels in this house, that the minstrel ears will be saved, that they can hear the sounds of heaven that the sounds of heaven will come into this place and it will blow wind in this place and will cause people to be ignited, to be set on fire. There's a fire that will be coming into this place and that everybody drive down the street on the outside right there. When they drive down the street, they're going to turn in to see what's going on in this building because there were going to be so many cars lined up out there and so many people walking from the neighborhoods coming in because God said this is the season that he's getting ready to blow this house up. Exponential growth says the spirit of the living God. Somebody shout, that was God. Jesus, that was God. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise all over this building again. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, God, because you are God beside you. There's simply not another father. Thank you, God, that every word spoken is sealed. It will not return unto you void. The word is blessed now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise again. Hallelujah. Amen. Love you guys so much. At this time, we're going to prepare to honor God in our giving on today. Amen. If you need a tithe or an offering envelope, just lift your hands in the air. One of our ushers, one of our deacons will be able to assist you on tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we do have a uh, sweetie. How you doing? Have I told you I love you today? <laughs> I love you today. <laughs> uh, tell us about the books. I do have uh, some of the books here. They are thirteen fifty a piece. Is that right? And that is for the freedom, um, for the freedom class. So for those of you who have already signed up, um, Aisha Danielle, if you will help me with that, sweetheart, with the inventory of the books here. And um, there are several ways uh, you can use. Danielle, come help me, uh, sweetheart, please. Okay. So we're giving instructions to pray for it. Okay. Okay. If you want to go ahead and get yours tonight, you can, but the teachers will have them available uh, on the night of class. Um, and for those of you who have not heard by Friday, excuse me, by Saturday, everyone should have received a phone call uh, by your group leader facilitator uh, to give you instructions of the date, time, and place um, of that class. If you have not, make sure you see Lady McGee by Sunday. Amen. 
Amen. I think we got it. I think we got it. If we're ready to give, let's pray. Father, we just thank you once again for an opportunity, Lord, tonight to sow seed in good ground. I believe that you're the Lord of the harvest, and there's absolutely nothing, God, that we give to you. You won't give back to us a hundred times again. So we thank you on tonight. We bless you, and it is in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, amen. Let's make our declaration of faith. Somebody shout, Father, this is my seed that I'm sowing tonight in good ground, and I know I'll receive a return in the area in my life I need it most. Come on, say it again with authority. Say, Father, everybody, Father, this is my seed that I'm sowing tonight in good ground, and I know I'll receive a harvest in the area of my life I need it most. Amen. You guys can come at will to honor God in your giving. quick announcement specifically regarding small groups if you have not signed up please get with first lady to make sure that you do sign up um, also the group leaders cannot change their classes you have to get with first lady to make sure that the sizing of the class is not too large already so if there is you would prefer to switch today because we put it in that we try to do it based on your first preference and then your second preference but if there's a day that you would rather switch to and it is open we can definitely do that but you need to make sure that you get with first lady also if you have any middle school or high school students and they are not signed up we are doing a class for them also on thursday nights for males and females um, and they'll also be separated so if you have any teens that you know that want to come or they need to come um, please get with first lady to also sign them up but if nothing else i think we're saying yes ma'am Absolutely. Mother Washington is asking that we pray for Sister Kiana Williams and Sister Belinda Edwards. They both had procedures done today, which is why they're not at church. And we will also put it in the prayer group so that the prayer team can be praying. Also, the wonderful, amazing person that comes and watches y'all kids on Thursdays, praise the Lord, because Aisha don't want to be back there. Please keep her and her family 
in your prayers, uh, someone in her family was in a car accident and passed away while she was watching the kids. And so she had to leave. Um, and that is why the kids are back in here jumping off the stairs back there in the back. Praise the Lord, Carson and Jace. Thank you, Jesus. Um, oh, yeah, they are. If, if nothing else, we're standing to be dismissed. Remember, this is the last Bible study for the year. And after this point, we will be in our small groups. You got anything else? Oh, this is the new shirt. Pastor and First Lady got some sample shirts done with the new logo. So if you, I think we're going to start getting some here shortly. But you don't have to ask. We'll announce it. Praise the Lord. You ain't got to ask about it. And um, I think we've had a couple of people go ahead and pay for the Freedom Books. We'll have a list of those who have already paid. And we will give those to the group leaders so they'll know who's paid and who has not. You can either pay on Cash App and just make sure you put Freedom Book in the subject line. You can pay through the credit card uh, app. It is a thick book. if um, And that's front and back, y'all. Uh, it's amazing stuff. You can pay through the credit card app. There's a section for that says Freedom Book on it. You just need to make sure you select that one. Um, or you can pay cash to the instructor, but there's no guarantee that they will have change. So please make sure you bring exactly 1350, even if you need to go to your bank and get the 50 cents. Brother just said he ain't giving you no change.